Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Today is our special guest day, where we will hear from a friend of the ministry who will share their insight and stories on truth in this chaotic world. And now your host, Richard Case. Hey, Kathy, uh, today's guest day. Uh, Good morning. So, uh, I'm excited for this. <laughs> uh, this is Thursday, our guest day, and uh, we have two special guests with us, uh, uh, Rick Hoover and Nancy Hoover. Welcome. Thank you. Uh, great to have you. Rick and Nancy uh, are our leaders uh, for worship uh, that they joined us how many years ago now? About 10, 12. 12 years ago? 12 years ago. Uh, and we'll share a little bit of that story uh, of how that came about, but it's uh, quite exciting. Uh, that how God brought us together, and um, and of course they've learned how to abide, and they're actually leaders as well as as in the ministry, so they conduct retreats and they give it away. So, mm-hmm. um, and Kathy's Kathy's knows knows them, and and, and so uh, we've had a great time together. So, uh, I think to start, uh, we'd love for you to share a little bit of of your story, um, how you each came to know Christ, and then how did you guys meet each other and decide to get married. Right. Go ahead. Well, I came to Christ as a very um, young girl when I was five. I grew up in a Christian family and that was pretty much our lives. We went to a Christian grade school, um, all of that, and and had a great upbringing, very traditional um, Bible-believing church. So it was easy to believe that God was my father. I had a wonderful earthly father as well. So that was very helpful. And then um, I think it was my senior year in high school, I really dedicated my life to the Lord and and knew the seriousness of it and was just sold out for him. And then uh, went to college and that's where I met Rick. So I grew up in a, uh, I would say, half Christian home. <laughs> my mom was a believer and uh, took us to church. My dad was not a believer. And uh, so I, I always went to church. I remember a few times, a uh, few years, just saying, hmm, it's kind of weird that mom goes, dad doesn't go. But always had uh, a love for God and church. And I remember when I was in junior high, actually on a Sunday night, um was in the choir and uh we had sung that night and i remember that was the night that i i gave my heart to jesus um mm. grew up in a baptist church and so you got to go forward and uh, make that profession of faith and uh just was very involved in youth group and always had a love for the lord and actually was dating a girl last couple of years of high school who introduced me to the college uh, Christian college that uh, I went to and where I met Nancy. So, What school was that? It was Greenville College, small liberal arts college, Christian liberal, liberal arts in um, Illinois, just about 50 miles east of St. Louis. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so tell us, tell us how you guys met. Yeah. So I was uh, a year ahead of Nancy. So I'd gone mm-hmm. my freshman year broke up with the girl that introduced me to, to the school. And then um, that following year, I was a RA, so I was back for freshman orientation. And I remember meeting Nancy, and she's a twin, and uh, met her and her twin sister during freshman orientation. And uh, she was a cousin to a good friend of mine that was in the same grade as me. And I remember after I met her, like, man, I want to go out with this. Could you, could you, uh, could you tell the twins sweet. apart? Did they ever play any uh, any tricks on you? So I, I, I could I could tell them apart from the front, but a few times from behind, I would go up to the wrong one, put my arm around. Oh, no. <laughs> and the and the thing I hated worse was Nancy lived in Arizona, I lived in Indiana. So on during summertime, we were uh, apart from each other. Back then, you called on the the home Landline. phone. 
And if her twin you mean, sister, you mean in the old days, you yeah, didn't, you yeah, didn't you have a cell, right? <laughs> cell phone and yeah. all that. So uh, connected to the wall. Yes, yes. Yes. Uh, we'd we'd pass party lines though, so at least you had your own line. Um, <laughs> I would call, and uh, if her, I didn't know which one answered. They sounded so much alike, mm-hmm. and I didn't want them to know that I didn't know who it was. So I would just talk generally for a little bit <laughs> until I kind of figured it out. And if it was Naomi, then I'd say, okay, let me talk to Nance now. So, yeah. Yeah. So at college, I would take my twin sister with me and say, come on, we've got to go see if Rick's hanging out at this certain spot. So I had a, I had a crush on him too, right from the beginning and Aww. wanted to get to know him. So I was excited that he wanted the same thing. Yeah. So our first, uh, first date, I, unbeknownst to me, she was on the women's tennis team. I made a stupid move and asked her to go play tennis. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. And she was, she and was, you, whoop- but you let her win, right? No, she was, she was whooping me and she eased off. I think, uh, she had a wicked, I, wicked backhand and still does. <laughs> I, I made sure he won because I wanted him to ask me out again. Ah. Oh, I, I forgot to, I forgot to mention a crucial part because it's about our, uh, music together and yes. worshiping together. Um, they put together a, a freshman choir that very first mm-hmm. week and at mm-hmm. church uh, on Sunday night, this freshman choir sang and she sang a solo. And I remember leaning over to my roommate and saying, I'm going to marry that girl. Wow. And then I, uh, then I yeah. thought back, did I say anything stupid when I met her a couple days ago? <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm sure I did. Yeah. But, <laughs> so that kind of, her, her voice and love for music kind of from the get-go uh, was important. So you had, your, you had a uh, date, they started dating, and yeah. how did that progress to getting married? Yeah, so we started dating that first year, and I think we, if we were at a small Christian college. We used to go into uh, St. Louis to go on dates, mm. and uh, so yeah, I think our relationship from the get-go was based on praying together and spending time uh, yeah. talking about God. Right, that's one of the things that really did draw me to him after, um, I mean, he was very handsome and he was always the life of the party. And she so, said was. And so <laughs> he is. <laughs> it's still current. That part of his personality is still there. But uh, yeah, I think that, um, it was difficult after a few years. I mean, we had so much fun. We had so many things in common. And then he decided to travel with a singing group for a year, take a year off college. So we kind of had to make a decision then, hey, is this what God wants? Because as he shared, God had spoke to his heart that I was the one for him, but God hadn't confirmed that in my heart yet. So I still had to grow in that. But um, absence made the heart grow fonder. Yeah, and I I did take a year off and traveled all over the United States yeah. with a Christian singing group. It was a great time, and at the end of that year, uh, they actually asked if I would be willing to come back. And I said something to Nancy about it. And she goes, "Yeah, you can go back, but I'm not going to be waiting for you two years." <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm not I'm not going back. <laughs> there, back therefore, huh? therefore, yeah. Therefore. So therefore, we came. I came back, and then we were both uh, juniors then together. So we were in the same class. Oh, and nice. We ended up uh, getting married the summer uh, be, uh, in August before we started back into our senior year. So we still have oh, one more wow. year year of school. I was the head resident of a guy's dorm, which is probably not recommended that you As marry a marry a gal <laughs> and bring her to uh, 150 guys. <laughs> but it was it was great. She she was practicing her uh, cooking skills, and uh, if, if if it was ever bad, um, we just yelled to the guys in the in the dorm, "Hey, there's food down here," and they loved it because it was. <laughs> Definitely better than the dorm food. I mean, the yeah, cafeteria food. Yeah. So you guys lived in a little apartment at the dorm. In the apartment, yeah. And uh-huh. unfortunately, the uh, we were on the first floor, right by the door where all the guys came in. Wow. Our bedroom was right there, so every night 
one of the guys would always knock on the window saying, Hey, Hoover, what's going on in there? <laughs> so it's like, yeah, probably not the best, uh, best way to start that's, a marriage. That's but, a unique yeah, first year yeah, of marriage yes, right there. Yes. <laughs> I love it. We survived it. Yeah, we did. Okay. So then you, uh, graduated. What, where, what kind of work do you guys do? And what, uh, uh, how did you progress in your career? Well, um, we graduated, moved to L.A., which was quite a cultural shock coming wow. from this small town of 5,000, although we had grown up in fairly large cities, um, moved to L.A. And I think when we moved into the parsonage to work at a church, um, there was a gang murder the next, the next, the very first, first week night, we lived there, we yeah. thought, wow. We are not, we're, we're not, not in Kansas, Kansas yeah. anymore, <laughs> but we knew wow. God had called us there and it, it was an exciting time working at the church. I was working for a, um, another company as a secretary and in LA. yep. And we started having a family a few years later. I was the... Did you both plan to go into ministry then? Is that what you studied in college? Yes. Yeah, good question. Okay. We were both uh, youth ministries majors, which was oh, uh, wow. back then, it, it, we were the first class that graduated. So they didn't know what the school didn't know what they were doing. But <laughs> we, we both, it was biblical studies. But God and, did. <laughs> yeah, God did. And uh, so I was hired on as the uh, youth pastor, college director, and then started doing some music there too. So. But yeah, it was quite quite the experience. We uh, we had some stories back in L.A. Uh, it was it was right when Reagan had uh, let out all the people out of the mental institutes, and they all congregated <laughs> in our in our neighborhood. So uh, wow, it it was so uh, so unique uh, the crazies that were around there, and, and we got so used to it. Like Nancy said, the first night. Somebody, or the first week, somebody got murdered on our streets. Many nights, I would hear somebody stealing somebody's tires uh, on the wow. street and just yell out the window at them. We got pretty accustomed to it. But the, the ultimate was we got so um, used to it that one day, Nancy and a friend on a Saturday mor morning were going to go shopping, and she left. They left the house, and a few minutes later, she came in. And she wasn't panicked. She wasn't freaking out. All she said was, honey, I think somebody murdered somebody and put them in our car. And, and Claudette and I want to go shopping. Can you come get them out? <laughs> so sure enough, I went out there and somebody slumped over in our car. And I'm like, oh, what an inconvenience. You know? <laughs> so anyway, I uh, shoved him a little bit and nothing happened. And then I shoved him hard again woke up it was just somebody drunk and we left our our door open and so we just had to get him out and nancy went on her journey <laughs> so wow. we had all kinds of crazy stories like that yeah so um as you think of you know through your life uh, again tell us uh first of all how many years you've been married now tell us about your kids and grandkids and then and then go mm -hmm. back and share a little bit about what are some of the god moments uh, you experienced mm -hmm. through that but Tell everybody a little bit about your uh, situation right now. Again, how many years you've been married? How about your kids, grandkids? How's that? How is all that? Well, it'll it'll be forty three years this summer since we got wow. married in nineteen seventy eight. Yeah, and um, it's been quite a ride, quite a journey. Um, we have four children. They range from thirty one till to thirty nine. Two boys, two girls. Um, they're all married, and we love their spouses. We have nine grandchildren, mm. and that's kind of the wonderful season of life we're in right now. Yeah. That's so sweet. Yeah, yeah it's great. We, we love it, and uh, yeah. we love all four of our kids and our, our uh, their spouses, but sometimes I love their spouses better than our own kids. So. <laughs> <laughs> there's, one, there's one cool story uh, about your last child oh, getting married. Yeah, right. Uh, to Craig, yeah, yes, uh, and a little bit about how actually Linda and I were were, were a part of that uh, process in a very very funny way. So yeah, so uh, that. our our third child, Brittany, uh, met a guy at church. She'd been overseas a lot in Venezuela and different places for years. Came home and met a guy at church, and tell they were getting serious pretty quickly. Uh, guy from uh, England. And uh, 
after about a year or so, I thought, oh, he's going to ask her to marry him. And I, in my mind, I'm thinking, hmm, wonder how he's going to feel about me saying, uh, okay, you can marry my daughter, but first you'll have to have uh, go through uh, sessions and counseling with uh, Rich and Linda Cakes. Little vetting process. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking, I'm thinking he's, they're going to have to do that. And so I just thought that about four days before our oldest son and his family uh, had come from California, yeah. and we're going to be at our house. And uh, Rich and Linda know them. In fact, they they've led uh, retreats yeah. too and been through everything. And so they wanted to come by and see them. Well, Craig was there. Rich and Linda walk in the door. Craig unbeknownst to us, jumps up, goes over. They all start hugging each other. And I'm like, what the heck is going on here? <laughs> Come to find out, um, Craig worked at the club. Country, where, country, club, country club where we were members. Yeah, where they were members. members. And uh, Rich and Linda and their family uh, and their grandboys absolutely loved Craig yeah. and uh, <laughs> always wanted him to, to wait yeah. on them. Yeah. So we, we had a, had a we already had a strong relationship with him. Oh, that's awesome! Uh, through uh, just getting to know him and uh, find out he's a believer, uh, he had this uh, uh, great affinity for our two grandsons, and they had had for him. It was like you know, can we go to the club so we can see Craig? Um, and when we went, we would always say, you know, we want to make sure Craig is our server. Uh, so we had known it, awesome. and we knew that he had uh, graduated and then went into business, um, and we hadn't really. Yeah, hadn't seen him for. We a hadn't seen him. So the funny story is, uh, <laughs> their son Peter, his wife Shara, when she found out that they had reunited with Craig, uh, she basically calls us up and she says. Brittany has to marry Craig. He, she's got, he's got to be a part of the family. So. We thought we had lost him forever. That's it. And can, and can they bring, can she bring the boys over? Yeah. That's great. So that was fun. Yeah. And by the way, they went through the uh, premarital stuff with us. And yeah. uh, uh, it was really kind of fun because um, wouldn't you say at the, uh, in terms of the heart was there, but, but Brittany was already learning abiding and what it meant to walk yeah. with God. And Craig was, just learning a new believer Uh, but he had a heart to uh and so as we went through that as well as uh after that um he's been certain things that he didn't either understand or had never experienced uh and it was just well let's go see what the word would say and that you know Brittany learned that and the neat thing about craig is as he would you know his his first reaction would be well i'm not sure i want to do that it would be okay but let's go see what the word would say and then as he got into the word he'd say Oh, I guess there's the answer. I should yeah. I should do it this way, you know. Yeah, so exactly. it's, been, it's been kind of fun. Yeah, very fun. So, um, as you think back through your life now, you know, 43 years of marriage, what would have been some of the uh, big God moments uh, as you've seen them that God's God's been at work uh, in your life and revealed things to you or moved you to certain things or you know just acted in in a way that you you said, boy, that was cool. Yeah, I think it's interesting, probably. About two or three years ago, we were taking a trip down to, uh, where were we going? Someplace in Southern Colorado. Yeah. And we had a long drive and we started recollecting all the mm. uh, things God had done in our lives just from the time we got married. I mean, even to the, if you hadn't dated Jan, then you wouldn't <laughs> have gone to this college. I mean, it's just, you start doing that and you realize God has his hand in every aspect right. uh, of our lives. And just it was just amazing to think if he hadn't done this or if this hadn't happened, we wouldn't be where we were yeah, today. Right. And, right. And, and it's all just God orchestrating. And I love Rich always says, always uh, doing both sides of the deal. Right, right. You, you know, mm-hmm. so because uh, it wasn't all just us. Other circumstances happened uh, to, to get us there. So Absolutely. I think 26 years ago, when we decided to move to Colorado, it was one of the huge things for us mm. because we, um, we both asked God for a confirmation. The church here had reached out to um, hire Rick, and we'd come out and interviewed, and we said, uh, we, we just weren't sure. We didn't know God's will. We were, we were searching. Uh, Rick got his confirmation that God wanted us to come here in the airport on the way home. But it it took me another week and I really had to seek God because I didn't want to just come because 
he got that confirmation. I really right. wanted to feel it too and know for certain because then if something went wrong, you can always say, well, it was your idea. <laughs> this was not my idea. And so I look at that as a huge turning point for us because mm -hmm. of the involvement in Living Waters Ministry and getting to know you all. And, right. and I think all of those things that had to come together for us just to move here all those years ago and how God has positioned us now for this ministry and what it means in our lives. That, that was a huge milestone. Yeah, it was interesting. Uh, we were sitting at the airport getting ready to, to go back to California and some lady actually came up to me, color <laughs> blue, just said, hey, I have a verse for you. And wow. I think it was in Isaiah, I can't remember. We had a Bible with us that we hadn't packed on, on our, uh, yeah, to carry back. And so I looked it up. The name of the church here was uh, called Church of the Rock. And the mm -hmm. verse basically said, I will lead you to the rock and, and, and the truth and wow. that rock will set you free or something like that. And like, wow, that's pretty, pretty clear. I mean, we had just interviewed. Um, I would say another highlight. By the way, is that, is yeah. that uh, why you came out? Because you had yeah. interviewed and they had offered you this yeah. position as yes. worship leader, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. as worship leader. Here in Castle Rock. Yeah, okay. so I did worship and I also oversaw the small groups back oh, then. Okay. So yeah, mm -hmm. that was there about 10 years. Um, I think before that, a, a huge God moment was we had three young children, pregnant with a fourth, out in L.A., uh, living in a small, working at a church out there, uh, living in a small, it was 1,100, 1,200 square feet. Yeah. Um, wow. house that we were renting and we were praying God we we have to we need to buy a house we need a bigger house what are you going to do about this and um, so I remember we actually sat down with some loan officer or something and basically this was LA when things were happening pretty good um, the loan person basically saying yeah you qualify or a one-car garage. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah, I knew that was going to happen. So, mm -hmm. um, so we just kept praying, and and I'll have to be honest and say I, you know, in my mind, I was trying to manipulate and trying to figure it out, and um, how's this going to work? Even even thinking, okay, we got grandparents; they're getting old. Maybe we'll get some. I mean, horrible <laughs> stuff. But hopefully, I'm not the only one that does that. Uh, but uh, so we were praying. She was probably seven months pregnant by now, and um, I went to a worship conference in uh, Dallas. And during that conference, one night, uh, I was standing up worshiping, and I just clearly heard the Lord say, "What are you doing?" And my response was, I'm worshiping you. <laughs> and, and he was he was like, no, what are you doing about this house situation? Mm. You're uh, manipulating. You're trying to figure it out. Have you trusted mm. me with it? Yeah. And it was so strong that I kind of fell back in my seat and just sat there kind of repenting. You're right. Uh, I have not been trusting you. I'm trying to manipulate the situation, figure it out. Which kind of goes back to that verse that we've been talking about uh, yeah. lately about yeah. trying you doing are you gonna do man's way or you're gonna do right. my way. Right. And then at the end of that night at that service, a guy comes up to me and says, I have a word for you. And I'm like, well, sure you do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, go ahead. And he said, Well, I felt like the Lord wanted me to tell you that he's going to give you a house. Mike. Wow. And then again, my first response was this was Dallas when the market had just crashed about the time you lost your money. When I lost all our money. Yeah, yeah. When you lost all your money. Yeah. I'm like, it sure. Must be your, it must be your fault. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, sure, they're giving houses away here, but I'm in LA. They're not, they're not doing that. And, but the Lord just basically spoke to my heart, let me pray for you. And the guy started praying for me and I'm like, man, something's going on here. And I, I remember calling Nancy that night and I said, yeah, craziest thing. Some guy came up and gave me a word, said we were going to get a house. So finished the conference, flew home, didn't tell anybody else. Two days after I got home, uh, a parishioner, somebody that went to the church called uh, and said, hey, my wife and I would love to have you guys come out to dinner. I'd like to hear about your, your worship conference. I'm like, oh, that'd be great. So we go out there 
pull up, and again, I was also overseeing small groups there too. And when we pulled up, I'm like, oh, this would be a perfect house for a small group. Maybe I can convince him to have a small group, <laughs> start a small <laughs> group at their house. It was a beautiful home. It had been a model for that for that neighborhood, a model home. We walk in, and both of us were like, this house. We sit down. His wife was still fixing, finishing up dinner, and he said, well, tell me about the conference. Anything special happened? I said, yeah, it was, it was special. It was good. I, I just wasn't going to go there. He said, no, did God speak to you specifically about anything? I went, yeah, he did. Uh, he spoke to me that uh, the Lord, that uh, he was going to give us a house. And he said, what, what day was that? I told him. He said, what time was that? And I told him. He goes, yeah, the Lord spoke to us. We're giving you this house. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and we're like, what? <laughs> so bottom line is we were able to uh, do a, Claim deed yeah. to us because we had we uh, our finances. God has always blessed us, but on paper, with what we were making at a church, just didn't look good to qualify for anything. So we were able to take over their payments and and we wow. moved in uh, two, weeks two weeks before, before we she gave birth. To the, gave oh birth my goodness! Yeah, no. yeah. So funny, funny thing. The story when the Lord called us here, probably about four years later, four or five years later. The market had dropped down in California. Castle Rock market was super, super high. Yep. And uh, I think we made a thousand dollars off that. That's all we. That, <laughs> yeah, that's all the equity we had in because it dropped so. And I remember complaining to the Lord, and He reminded me, "I never told you <laughs> you were going to make money off this house. I told you I was going to give you a house." <laughs> so, <laughs> but, uh, so pretty, pretty cool story. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Uh, and as um, you know, we talk about how we came together, um, Linda and I, uh, when Linda was a guest, and you can go back and listen to that, but, but we shared about um, how we got led to live worship through Mufasa uh, mm-hmm. from the Lion King, where he wound up you know, uh, at our church, as well as uh, taking him on a retreat to Ireland uh, and singing, uh, you know, taking over the, the worship there from the woman who had the harp. Uh, who was she was a harp we had hired a har- harpist uh but uh, uh when mufasa started singing she was so overwhelmed by it she said hey you lead worship uh and i'll just play and it was amazing you know so we we said hey we got to get a live worship uh leader for our retreats um so we went to this church had met tom ewing who was also a leader now in our church or in our ministry and uh, he said i can't do it but because i travel all the time but i'll give you a list of the five people that I know that, yeah, go call them, you know. So he gave me the list. And uh, I called the first one on the list. Uh, no response. Didn't even call me back. And I called I called three times. Nothing, you know. Okay, I'll go to number two. Uh, number two was Rick and Nancy Hoover. And they happened mm-hmm. to be in Castle Rock, uh, which uh, probably I should have just gone them first <laughs> since they were right here. But, uh, I called them and I said, uh, I'm Richard Case. You don't know me at all. We live here in Castle Rock. Uh uh, we we do ministry, we do retreats here in, at our place in Castle Rock, and we're looking for worship leaders. You know, would you be interested in talking to us about it? Um, and uh, I, I'd gotten Rick on the phone, and and then you 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 describe how you you took it from there. So yeah, I I didn't know who this guy was, and uh, he kind of explained a little bit to me, um, and actually gave gave me a couple dates that were coming up probably. In two weeks, I yeah, think. Yeah, we were, back, we were, were having back retreats back come retreats. up. Yep, yep. And uh, so he basically said, why don't you and your wife pray about it and uh, check the dates. So I came home, told Nancy about it. Said, yeah, some guy called. <laughs> don't know who he is, but uh, actually we knew Tom, uh, so trusted him and uh, loved Tom and Suzanne. And so we checked the dates and they looked good. So I called Rich back and Nancy kept saying, oh, what is this? And I'm like... I'm not, sh- I'm not sure what, we're getting, what I'm getting us into, but we've got the dates. And uh, I had been a full-time worship pastor for years and had resigned from doing that and was working in another ministry. And so we'd always pretty much said if opportunities came up to lead worship, we still love doing it, that uh, we would seek God on it. And he felt like he gave us a green light. So called Rich back. He said, why don't you guys come on over and I can explain a little bit more right. uh, of the ministry. So 
So you drive over. Yeah, we drive over. Uh, and your thinking is? Well, Na- Nancy's thinking was what? Uh, my thinking is um, they have this bunkhouse built in the back so that they can house couples to come for retreats. And, you know, they're just a great couple. I didn't know. I she was no she idea. was thinking camping, uh, YMCA, YMCA camp type of, type of uh, stuff. Yeah. And so, then. and uh, she kept saying, what is it? I said, I don't know. I think they just have a good marriage and they just want to share it with people. I don't know what it is. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we pull up to this beautiful, beautiful home. Looks like a French chateau. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, that was the first of uh, 12 years ago, of me staying many, many times since then. I don't think this is what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> so we pulled up and I said, yeah, maybe this is not what we thought. Uh, Rich came to the door. I still remember just every single bit about it. And uh, we sat at the uh, dining room table. Yeah. Linda came in. I think your mom was yeah, there. Yeah, my mom was there, yeah. They were watching Sound of Music, yes. <laughs> their favorite movie. And uh, he started explaining uh, the ministry and what they were doing. And, I, I remember I kept kicking Nancy under the table, kicking her foot like, this sounds pretty cool. This sounds pretty cool. And then he explained, so next week, the group that is coming is um, Ken Blanchard. Ken Blanchard. Yeah. And I was a big Ken Blanchard fan. He's, he's the one that wrote the One Minute Manager. Um, yeah. And um, it was kind of a neat mini story with there is that um, yeah. he had come to know the Lord late in life, like in the 70s. Uh, he, with no, he had no church background, so he didn't have any presuppositions toward anything, you know, because he just didn't know anything. Uh, so uh, he was invited because he'd become a believer to come and speak at this uh, executive uh, luncheon, uh, and I was asked too to talk about abiding. Uh, mm. So Ken speaks, and he's he's probably one of the more uh, gifted, uh, funny. Uh, communicator. Uh, he can just communicate stuff uh, and he's been doing it all his life or he's talking about his, his coming to know Christ. Uh, so then I get up and I share about abiding. I said, you know, if you, if anyone's going to really have a walk with God, uh, you can't do it intellectually. It's about abiding. And I gave him some, you know, input. So uh, I finish and go to the, we kind of go to this, you know, equivalent of a green room, you know, where, where we're there. And he says, um, Hey, Rich, uh, he didn't know me at all. Uh, he just heard me. Uh, he says, uh, would you, would you uh, be willing to mentor me? Mm-hmm. Um, and I said, and I'm thinking, well, that's Ken Blanchard, the famous Ken Blanchard. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I say, you mean, you, mean you're good, you would like to mentor me? He says, no. He says, I don't know anything about walking with God. Mm-hmm. And I really want to know. And you said, if, if you learn to abide, you're going to learn how to do it. I want to learn how to do it. Uh, so would you be willing to teach me this? Yeah, sure. You know, so we get up, we, he and I get on the phone every Wednesday morning uh, or, uh, you know, an hour or so. Um, and within about three or four months, he, his life had changed so much that mm-hmm. his executive friends said, what happened to you? He said, well, I've learned, I've learned to walk with God and, and this thing called abiding and hear God's voice. Uh, and they said, could we do that too? He says, I don't know. Um, I'll call this guy Rich and, and see if he's willing to do it with you, with you guys. You know? So he calls me up and he said, I've got five executives that all want to join the call and learn how to walk with God. Uh, are you mm-hmm. willing to do that? Yeah, sure. <laughs> so, so that was... Uh, uh, well, that was prior to Rick, so it was 13, 14 years ago. We've been on phone call with these five guys, six guys, ever since, every Wednesday. Uh, oh, that's great. Uh, and so uh, so Ken, is he's learning about um, what we do, and I'd like to go deeper with this now, and I'd love to do this re- retreat. So I tell Rick, I said, hey, by the way, uh, hey, our first first retreat that you're coming to is uh, Ken, <laughs> Ken Blanchard, who wrote The One Minute Manager. And you were... Well, I think you said Kim Blanchard, and I said, what, one-minute manager, yeah, Kim Blanchard? Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, so, um, so we had a great time. I remember us praying around the table yeah. uh, that night, and just Nancy and I's hearts were excited. But the funny thing is, we did that weekend retreat, and then we did 
I think there was back to back. Yeah. We did one the next one. Yeah. And then I think it was the next month uh, when we did the third one. And Richard never said, hey, you guys can stay for the teaching. So we just came and led worship Friday, Saturday, Sunday, yeah. and, and would just go. And then Rich, I think on that third one, he said, hey, you guys know you can stay for the teaching if you want. Like, oh, okay. So I remember that Friday night mm-hmm. driving back to our house because we're fairly close. My God, this is the best stuff I've ever heard. Yeah. And then by um, the end of the end of the weekend, yeah. Um, especially when we did the Ezekiel yeah. exercise, both of us like, how how could we have been in ministry all these years and miss this? I mean, it literally changed our lives. Yeah. Yeah. It, it did. Uh, and then I remember sometimes we would. Uh, on Sundays, just leave worship and then go back to our church or whatever. And I remember it's probably three or four retreats in that we were staying for it. Um, sorry, could somebody might yell at you for this, but uh, I, I remember Uh-oh. saying, "Why would I leave what's going on here to go to church <laughs> on a Sunday? Because this is so good and yeah. so life giving, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, just look, nothing like we'd ever." Had before, yeah, 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 and they've uh, uh, been dear friends and co co laborers with Christ uh, ever since. And, and we've got to see, as we saw with all leaders, including Linda and I, transformation uh, and what mm-hmm. it meant to walk with God and the beauty of the covenant and uh, the the abundant life that we talk about. Uh, that you know, where where you come to unity, there I'm going to command blessing, and, and which we'll we'll talk about in some future sessions, but. Um, as you uh, each have learned uh, and enjoy abiding, why don't you share a little bit about your experience with your abiding time? What is that? What is it? How have you experienced it? And describe even practically how do you do it? I know you do it slightly differently, which is what Kathy and I have been trying to help people understand. But why don't you talk a little bit about that? Sure. Well, as Rick said, it was life-changing. I mean, it was just... So uh, I have done many, many Bible studies through mm-hmm. churches, led Bible studies. Um, this is so different and so life-changing, I think because it spoke. Uh, now the Holy Spirit was my teacher. And as I went to the Word, He would light things on my heart where He wanted to change my character. He wanted to heal my woundedness. Mm. And Mm -hmm. it spoke so directly to me that, um, and journaling is a huge part of that. I I journal every single day, and I know you've been talking about journaling. Right. um, Because sometimes I won't remember everything from one day to the next. um, (laughs) And I can go back and look at that. And um, yeah, he he just dealt with those things as I was ready. And the scripture just came alive to me. I learned how to go into the Greek and the Hebrew words, and um, it wasn't just study, but it was taking it from my head, going to my heart, and that's where I noticed the changes. I mean, talk about changes. You know, I can I can still remember things from the very beginning in the scriptures he, he took me to, and what that still, that incredible freedom I experience now in that area of my life, many fears and... Um, you know, I found out really that um, I I was very defensive person when Rick and I would talk about things, and he took me through a whole series of becoming free from making Rick my reference point instead of him my reference point. I would not have told you that that is that was what I was doing, but he showed mm-hmm. me. He showed me through Isaiah forty three that he was my God, no other God. Um, mm-hmm. could take that place. And it was just so freeing. I could I could talk a long yeah. time. But... Yeah, and what's the, um, <laughs> as you've experienced that, because you said that there's, you learned it's not Bible study, but it's receiving. Um, how did you understand the life that you were getting? And then I know you do some cross-referencing too. Yes. How, how did that work for you? <clears throat> yeah, well, um, so for me, I would... Um, you know, sometimes it came in all different places. I would see a sign or I would hear someone speaking and that word and I think, wow, that really 
I need to go deeper and see what God has to say about that. So I would do a word study. And I know, Rich, you encouraged us to go to crosswalk.com. It's one place that um, would be a help to the interlinear Bible and, and highlight different verses. And I tell you what, that has set me so free doing that. That is study. But once my head realizes it, my heart can catch up. When, as mm-hmm. I stay in that verse and study, and so for me, it, it comes in all different places, actually. Yeah. But a lot of it, too, is just sitting there meditating. And sometimes I'll listen to a song or a song will come to mind and I'll, I'll find it and let that minister. Yeah. So as you're uh, abiding uh, in the life of the word and receiving it, processing it, journaling it, we'll talk a little bit more about that. Um, yeah. You became to the point where you said you were defensive, but now you don't. You don't even think that way. Yeah. Uh, it's not. See, it transformation. Kathy and I have talked about this. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not managing it. Uh, it's becoming it uh, of what I... God, of what God does. So you you just stop even having that as part of your nature because it's not there anymore. Uh, or the fear that you I know that you work through, or, or an issue of forgiveness you work through mm-hmm. is uh, you became. Uh, life of trust you you didn't fear i mean it's not that we don't have afraid Mm -hmm. um and things that we react to which we're still doing but you've learned now what to do with that uh which has been fun uh rick how about you how how does it work so i think when we first learned it uh, starting back with the sunday exercise with ezekiel uh you really realize god does have something to say yeah (laughs) so that that's what's cool so i think in the past being in church we you know, both kind of, you know, would read a scripture or read a, you know, everybody's done the, I'm going to read a chapter a day type of thing yeah. and close the Bible and I'm done. Mm-hmm. I did that. I did it. Got yeah, it done. I did yeah. it. Or um, some of the other uh, things that would help you along with uh, with uh, all the, like, daily bread. Devotions. Devotionals. Devotionals, yeah. Devotionals, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm so far from those now. That's right. <laughs> I don't even know the name. <laughs> um, not that they're bad, but um, do that. And I and I think for me, one of the worst was us trying to here's a here's a Bible study on this. Let's do it together. I, I, that would just like put me in a panic mode. I, I just did not like that. And uh, I think one of the things, freeing things uh, for me was when we learned through the first retreat was we have things that we want to know. We have questions mm-hmm. in our hearts. We have uh, character flaws that God wants to take care of. And so start there. Why, why mm-hmm. be reading about somebody else's journey when God has a journey for us to be on yeah, exactly. through yeah. his word? I... So I think that set me free the most. And once you, you get that, uh, why am I fearful or why am I angry or why, why do I respond this way? Well, let's see what God has to say about it. Then that, mm. that time in the morning, and I get up at 5, 5.15, and it, I mean, it's just routine with me um, over these past 10, 12 years. Um, what does God have to say and about, about this? And let's learn it uh, and let's journal about it. and. So uh, doing that has been so important and to be able to go back. And Rich always, uh, one thing I learned later on was on a Sunday, you go back and yeah. uh, look through the week. Yeah. Kind of mm-hmm. what do I remember? What didn't I? What, what did you highlight? And sometimes there are things it's like, man, I totally forgot. That's right. That, yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. We just had this yeah. conversation. <laughs> so. So that's really good. And now that we're doing home church, I always do that. So I have something smart to say on Sunday with our home church. (laughs) But it it kind of reminds you. And then one of the things we've kind of gotten away from it um, is uh, always been so important to us to, for Nancy and I to get back together and hear what God's speaking. Yeah. Because she's dealing with certain things that God wanted to uh, share with her. And so am I. And then to be able to, um, Hear that and hear the scriptures that God's been speaking to her heart, which sometimes then comes back to, oh, that's mm-hmm. that's a good one for me too. Yeah. So it's been very, very, very important, and uh, it never ends no. because you always have 
new things and more questions. I mean, okay. about the time you think, well, I got that, I got that one uh, settled. Um, and then we also, as we're sharing, give each other the freedom to say, mm, you might want to stay with it a little bit longer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> As far as what I'm observing, you have not got that anger. <laughs> so, Check with God, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. we give you some input, right? And I, I mean, we got tons and tons of journals that we've yep. done over the years. Yeah. Just uh, and let me just add, the cool thing is one of uh, because it changed our life so much. Um, we wanted to share it with our kids, so our oldest son was the first mm -hmm. one to go through it. And to see him through that weekend process, getting to uh, the Ezekiel, he, he and our daughter-in-law, um, and it changed their lives. And then there for a while, they were leading retreats until they adopted uh, twins, uh, one-month-old twins, yeah. <laughs> which has kind of changed their life. They're, yeah. they're still abiding, but they're just not doing the retreats. And then all three of our other uh, kids and their spouses have gone through it and brought their friends for us to lead retreats with yeah. their friends. So it just, it just keeps on, on going. So we'll have to have okay. uh, Chris and Jacqueline. Uh, they talked about their oldest uh, child. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just a phenomenal God story of abiding, hearing, processing uh, mm -hmm. God's will. A lot of disappointment uh, until God said, well, my will is best and I'm better because I'm leading you here. And they really, mm -hmm. and we'll be able to, we'll be able to have them yeah, on. Maybe, great. maybe even do it uh, together as a family would be kind of fun. Oh, that would be fun. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, as I love, I, I was just going to say, I love hearing y'all's story fresh because I have only known uh, Rick and Nancy for a few years. And so hearing the whole story and, and the background and how you both really have loved God for so long and you can see his hand on your life and how he just orchestrated things and really laid groundwork for you to receive this. Right. But yes. I think the most beautiful yes. thing you describe as you share your story and obviously just exalting God and how he has connected all the dots is I hear both of you highlighting the fact that you went from really, you know, always being hungry for God and, and, and wanting to be a learner to learning to go to him as your teacher. Yeah, and that yes. that was the connection that that abiding really taught you is you have this internal the holy spirit the gift of a teacher right there with you every moment and just hearing you guys highlight how you stepped into that and learned how to be a learner from him and truly being discipled by jesus that's a beautiful story yeah, and beautiful. just how that has taken off from now and now rippled into your family it's a beautiful beautiful thing and as we uh Come to the end of our time, uh, I've thrown up on the screen there about questions. You might have something that Rick and Nancy said that stimulated a question for you. Uh, you can uh, put it on the YouTube comment section and or email us at questions at afjministry.com, questions at afjministry.com. Uh, and you might even have a question for Rick and Nancy that we can uh, uh, either get them to answer or we can uh, process that. So we'd love to hear them. Um, very exciting uh, to have you and to uh, reiterate again your story, um, and particularly, uh, and Kathy and I have been in this section this week about uh, journaling, uh, and mm -hmm. you've mentioned the importance of journaling, and you said you said something really important, Nancy, of you do it because you got to remember, you got to go back mm -hmm. and process, and you talked about every week I got to go back and process, and without journaling, um, you know, and maybe you guys could end with this. Do you believe you would have grown as much uh, in walking with God if you hadn't learned that element of it? No, it's 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 such a crucial piece to it because as as we think we can remember things, yeah, uh, we don't. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't even remember all my kids' names anymore. So, <laughs> uh, so writing it down, there's something about uh, from our brain to actually writing, yeah that uh, helps solidify it. Going back and looking at your own writing, Rich and I have talked about, sometimes you go back and say, I don't even know what I just wrote. You finally figure it out, and then we write that word, or we print that print word that out. Word. We print that word, we gotta So we don't yeah. go back to it the next time. Like, <laughs> what was that word again? Um, even that, I think God uses that. That's, that. That was an important word that you, you mm. were gonna miss. Right. So um, having it down, and then like when we, go to share having having that it helps uh give a framework for what we're sharing with each other too which we would miss 
Eighty percent of it, probably ninety yeah. percent of it. One, did. Yeah, one thing that helped me was to actually put my thoughts into words, writing it down, to share my authentic heart with God. Mm -hmm. He knows what I'm thinking anyway, but to actually write it down and say, "This is really how I'm feeling it." I don't have any idea how this verse really can be true for me and what you're saying to me. It helps me process so much more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the neat, the neat thing. Um, you know, that I'm, I'm excited about even at the moment is, you know, Kathy and I have talked a lot about things uh, in journaling, abiding, et cetera. Uh, and just so everybody understands it, you know, is that Rick and Nancy uh, and our guests, we don't script our guests at all. Hmm. We, we don't tell them anything we've said or want you to say, just share your life, you know, and you've just said a variety of things that, <laughs> that are kind of reinforcing how beautiful it is because it's mm -hmm. unique to you, how you do it. But it's authenticity, it's hearing from God, writing down what God says, writing down your questions, processing, remembering, mm -hmm. uh, going back. Uh, so all the things that Kathy and I have talked about, you know, we're just so thrilled that, that you can share because yeah. it's really true. It's really how yeah. you live it out. And uh, mm -hmm. Because a you're a good teacher. But a beautiful thing. <laughs> uh, it's, it's God stuff. And, the, uh, uh, and then uh, we're just so thrilled that you were able to be with us today and and Kathy, we'll continue tomorrow uh, a little bit more on journaling right. uh, of what the depth of that is. We give some practical tools to that. So uh, that'll be fun for Kathy and I. So we, uh, we love you guys. Thank you so much you uh, for you. being with so us. So good to see, see you guys. Come see us. And Kathy. Uh, yes, soon, hopefully. <laughs> we will uh, see you tomorrow, Kathy. Have a good day. Sounds good. Have a great day, okay. guys. Yep. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.